0: Welcome to TV Chinwag, where we take one part cheeky talk, two parts witty banter, then dump in a whole heaping spoonful of snark. It's TV Chinwag. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Jules.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of TV Chinwag. My name is Ryan, and with me, as always, is a woman who is celebrating Australia Day but still sober for some reason, Jules.
0: Not celebrating Australia Day, but celebrating 2015 anyway with our first episode back. Hello, Ryan. How's Why are you
1: not celebrating um, Australia Day, Joel? Oh, Is that this would the be... most important day of the year
0: for you. Uh, it's a long Take weekend. Your civic,
1: your um, national pride.
0: Um, no, it's a little bit more politically complex than that. But it's a national week, a long weekend, and I always celebrate those. But, so oh, I'm good. on the Monday of a long weekend. Yay! Which means I've had lots of time to watch lots of television.
1: Well, I hope you've watched a ton because I think we're going to do eight episodes today, aren't we? <laughs> eight full uh, TV series, TV episodes, yes, something, series.
0: something like that. <laughs> uh, we bet we better get into it. But it is—it's um, a new year with lots of potential for a lot more wonderful TV. Of course, we're smacking the bang of awards season, um, which is basically an excuse for uh, actors to walk up and down red carpets with their resumes pinned to their frocks and tuxedos. I think that's the main purpose of it, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yes, it's, like, it's a sort of like a cashel auction, I, I believe. <laughs> um, we've already had the Golden Globes, the SAG Awards are on today. I think there was the uh, Television Critics Associations, People's Choice Awards. Who cares? Um, it all blows into one after a while. We did, of course, have the Chinnies. Uh, you can go back and listen on our podcast to our epic two-part recitation of all the shows we thought were worth watching in 2014. And And all the
1: shows you thought were worth
0: watching and the best and the brightest and the most fun. Um, and I will be smugly say that there are a number of shows, a number of little discussed shows that we picked that uh, have actually snagged a few awards. So stick with us this year. Uh, one of the figures I picked up, uh, I think it was at the Television Critics uh, Winter Tour was, not that I was there, but watching it on the internet. There are currently 362 scripted shows on television in America. That's a lot. It's a few.
1: Yeah, I, I figure we could get through them all in about... Uh, if they don't add any new ones, we could get through those in three years?
0: Well, we did 60 last year, and that's yeah. about 20%. Right. Um, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a lot out there, and that's why you need a podcast like ours to steer you away from the dross and to the gems that are out there and I think we we watch lots of amazing and really diverse TV. I mean, I think Ryan and I are both old enough to remember back to the times when your choice was usually either the hospital drama, the legal drama or the half-hour sitcom and uh, we have come a long way uh, since then and the series we're going to be reviewing uh, in podcasts coming, including this one um, will prove that uh, one little bit of news, uh, given it is uh, Australia Day, uh, I'll mention that finally, Netflix is coming, legally, to Australia!
1: <laughs> wow, this is an exciting time for you So open Mar- colonies.
0: Well, it's interesting. So March this year, uh, Netflix will open here. At the same time, uh, one of the networks is launching its own streaming service, and I think Actually, two of the networks might be um, launching their own streaming services now. Of course, everything's uh, queered up, so sorry, to speak. Sorry, when you say sorry, when you
1: say networks, you mean television networks or cable providers or television? Uh, providers?
0: One cable provider, one television network.
1: Because we had something similar this year. Actually, um, our our local cable provider Shaw and Rogers, I think, or Bell, teamed up, and they have something called Show Me, which is. A Netflix-like subscription service. Yep. Uh, and actually, that's where I watched uh, Transparent on, which was great. And I watched Vikings uh, last time we talked. To- and then there's another one that's launched uh, back east somewhere. But these are, like, our big cable providers that are charging us more money to watch content they used to have for free online. So uh, a little bit funny, but it's all in one place, which is nice.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting down here because... Um... As I've talked about before you know the the market's already different because we don't have the penetration of cable companies it's very different um, set up down here um, and the we other have thing- HBO. no no okay. so we have we have um five free broadcast major broadcast networks there's a couple of small free ones but they're more sort of community stations and there's basically. Um, one cable provider, Foxtel, which has a number of stations which broadcast the the sort of shows that would be on HBO and and other cable networks. So it's sort of a a conglomerate of the shows from different cable networks in the States through one provider. Um, It's very complicated. (laughs) Anyway, the problem is that a lot of the rights to the shows that would be on Netflix have already been sold to broadcasters here, so they can't put them on the Netflix that will be released in Australia because someone else has already got the rights to them. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be certainly a pared-down version of Netflix. There's also a lot of confusion here, uh, I've noticed, in the media between um, providers that will be providing new content to air such as you know someone who might be streaming transparent and netflix which of course is except for their original series uh, except for their original series it's all back catalogue so i think there's there's a bit of uh confusion about like who's going to be you know who's going to be giving us uh game of thrones you know straight from the US and who's going to be giving us good back Um, catalogue. The current estimate is there's about a quarter of a million Australians already subscribing to Netflix. Um, (laughs) There was word (coughs) that uh, they were going to clamp down on this. So it's not illegal. We pay for Netflix. We just um, sign up from Australia to US Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, Netflix have said they won't be kicking anyone off because they can't distinguish between Australians in Australia using Australian credit cards to get Netflix and Australians in the US using Australian yeah, right. credit cards to get Netflix. Yeah. But basically, why would they kick back a quarter of a million people paying $9 a month for their service? Yeah. They don't yeah. care yeah. where you live. So look, it's right. going to be yeah. interesting times. Um I'm worried that people look. If if, as long as Netflix have a good back catalogue of movies, people will go for it. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think there'll be less concern about the the TV content. But watch this space, and I will be letting you know what it looks like in a couple of months.
1: And it's it does start off slow. When it came to Canada, it was kind of like, really, this is your selection? This is pathetic. But eventually, it does get better. It does get better, Jules. Like the old PSA campaign, it does get better. (laughs) Netflix. That should be their campaign. Oh, black and white, sappy. So
0: it gets better. It gets Netflix. better. Well, yeah, as I said, it's funny. So um, the the Nine Network has has got um, its its streaming service, which is bemusingly called Stan, mm. which only in Australia. Um, yeah. And then there's another one owned by the Fairfax Media Company, uh, which I think is called Presto or something. Um, so Stan's going to have Transparent and uh, Better Call Saul and a few other things. Um, as I said, I, it, it'll just be interesting because people aren't going to pay for all of these. They're, they're all mm-hmm. talking about being around the $10 a month mark, um, mm-hmm. so you're not going to get all of them. So it'll be interesting to see which way um, people's money falls in this. Uh, it's a bit of a mess down here, which is why it's a lot easier to just go, I'll get US Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I'll, for example, uh, the the weekend of the twenty fifth and twenty sixth of January, um, Amazon is streaming Transparent for free, so yes, everyone can watch this it. Weekend. Yes, it's already
1: passed. You've missed it, everyone.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I was saying the date. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm glad that I have access to uh, the Netflix. I do, and um, but it's good for. The rest of Australia, who don't. Okay, enough of that. On to our TV shows this week. <laughs> I don't know how we always
1: get into these big, huge conversations about network providers and no s- one regulations. <laughs>
0: oh, because I'm stupidly fascinated with it. I think it comes with from the being a...
1: uh, Yeah.
0: I think it comes from being an Australian.
1: <laughs> Must be. I don't know. I do the same thing. I think it's funny. Uh, it's a changing landscape, Jules. It's it it a ch- dangerous world out there. Breast <laughs> potatoes.
0: Why don't you tell us the two series we're going to be talking about this week, Ryan? Right.
1: Well, I thought if it was okay with you, we could talk about one show called Marco Polo. And what do you want the other one to be?
0: Let's go with Transparent.
1: Awesome. Transparent and Marco Polo. Which one Do you want Do to have some more news for us? or? No,
0: I think that's enough for now. Um, although the interesting thing, of course, is uh, these two series, Marco Polo is a Netflix original and Transparent mm-hmm. is from Amazon. See, so... again,
1: the same thing. Content <laughs> provider news. You it... come here for it, we give it to you. Yes. <laughs> <It's... laughs>
0: We're going to bore you with it forever. Uh, um...
1: Let's start with Marco Polo. All my life, I waited for the great adventurer to offer me a place at his side.
0: When I was a child, I heard.
1: We wish to pay tribute to my khan from my journeys along the Silk Road. They to be returned. If it pleases your greatness, you may take my son. Father, what are you doing? Father! this will not be forever. The walls of my kingdom stretch beyond the horizon. Report what you see, the way things truly are. Tread carefully, Master Polo. Your words can get you killed. I can train you to survive in whatever world you choose to make your home. This is not my home. China, Mongolia, I will be Emperor of the world. We will never surrender the last stronghold of the Song Dynasty. You are not one of them. You understand nothing. Go too deep and you will not return. My prisoner. Answer me! Every corner of the land beneath this blue sky
0: is ours for the taking. A
1: man who proves his loyalty to me can take whatever he wishes. Do you have anything to say about it?
0: I have a lot to say about Marco Polo. Apparently an expensive TV show, second only in budget per episode to Game of Thrones, I was told. Really? Wow. Yes. They spared no expense then? Yeah, except on the script, perhaps. So Marco Polo <laughs> is um, epic period drama. Set in the time of Kublai Khan and the eponymous Marco Polo, who people will vaguely know of, travelled around the world at some time. If you know nothing about history, you know he travelled a lot. Um, uh, he was an Italian. Not exp- in this series. He doesn't. Not in this series, though. <laughs> no. So no. the setup is he's uh, a young Italian whose father travels the uh, east, travels across Asia, trading, and uh, young Marco Polo. Uh, presumably in his late teens one year, stows away on the uh, trip with his his father and companions uh, on the uh, trade route across the Silk Road you know, through Asia and China. Uh, father not too happy with this, so takes the earliest opportunity when he gets in a bit of a, the bad books of the Mongol leader Kublai Khan to go, hey, don't be mad at me, here have my son. Uh I'll just leave as him as you do. As you do, I'll just leave him here in some sort of weird trade. Uh, you let me go off and, and um, ply my wares along the way, um, and you know, do with him what you will. So, uh, after that sort of strange device, we have uh, Marco Polo is raised, if you like, or lives within the court of Kublai Khan. Uh, pretty quickly, becoming a reasonably trusted. Um, person within the court, learning how to do fantastic martial arts trained by, of course, the great blind martial arts expert who I think is called something like A Thousand Eyes um, Mm -hmm. and getting embroiled in uh, the politics of the court who, uh, as as is the way with these things, there's internal family drama, there's... uh, of course, uh, the Mongol- Kublai Khan's trying to consolidate both the Mongol Empire and take over the rest of China that's not part of his empire. Uh, of course, Chinese not too happy with this, so uh, they're fighting back. And uh, there's hot assassin girls, there's uh, hot concubines, there's intrigue, and stuff. <laughs> How's that?
1: <laughs> uh, that sounds about accurate. Um
0: what did you think of Marco Polo, right? It, it sort of has a bit of the Trinity in there, although not much swearing. It does
1: have the Trinity. No, it does. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's there in spirit. Um, <laughs> I didn't hate it. Uh, I don't think it's a bad series. I just don't think there's a whole lot that you can really get behind. Um, you know, it, somebody tweeted, and this was after I'd watched a few episodes, Hey Marco Polo, you sure are beautiful. I wish I could pay more attention to you. Yeah, that's sort of how I felt. Like I would watch it, but I'd find myself minimizing it until there was naked bits, and then I'd go back. <laughs> um, which, thank God, those were there. I, I, just you know, even the guy who plays Marco Polo is just not really engaging. Nobody's really saying anything that's really interesting. Um, I watched it over the Christmas break, and uh, I think I really got through the sixth episode. And again, not bad. I, I wasn't it wasn't like oh this is terrible and boring it's just very middle of the road story the acting is fine it looks like it does look beautiful it's really very well filmed and amazing cinematography and, oh yeah the cinematography I i'm not sure where and... it
0: was filmed but the landscape uh the landscape which is real in it certainly is um is really stunning the sort of waste uh, you know the tundra uh yeah. and and lots they lots
1: of... around malaysia in kazakhstan and uh, okay. parts of it in italy for the cities um you know bo- really gorgeous uh it, although you know the asian women obviously are beautiful and um i just you know, there was some great like sword fighting when Kublai Khan goes up against his cousin or his brother or uncle or whoever that guy is. I don't really know. You know, and, and uh, exciting and interesting. But... The
0: naked, the naked um, assassin girl fight scene. Have right, you seen that, that was pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah that was, except it was... kind of
1: framed around showing her. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> some 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 quick camera work there as she yes, does exactly. naked air yeah. spins and.
1: There you go. Yeah. Um, again, it's, it's, there's nothing bad about this show. There's just nothing outstanding about it. And in a show with the production value like this, you would expect it to be really good. Mm. And it wasn't really good. It was, it was, it was fine. Yeah. Look,
0: I okay. think it's, it's, it's an interesting. It's a good
1: uh, C. I would give it about a C. Yeah. You know?
0: It It's interesting show to look at though, to try and work out what's not working because I think all the elements are there but I keep trying to think like what's not hitting the mark um it's Certainly the first I remember I think I, I remember asking people after the first episode it's like God this is interminable does it get any better um, as I said any any movie or TV show that starts off with long discussions of trade routes hello Phantom Menace um, mm. it you know sort of fails to capture me um, I think there's a bit of a problem with it finding its center um, it, as you said, Marco Polo is sort of meant to be our entry into this world and our, our way of viewing this this very ex- foreign world and, and, and the intricacies of its politics, but he's a sort of flat, passive character. Um, right, who's
1: taken, you know, he's a traveller, an explorer, uh, a dignitary, I mean, his father, whatever, but... At the earliest opportunity, and I mean like episode two, they start training him to become a warrior. Yeah. Well, I don't think he needs to be a fucking action hero. Everybody, this is the guy who's traveled the world. We don't need to make him a ninja.
0: Well, he hasn't. Tra- I suppose at this point he hasn't traveled the world, and 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 it was a, a that's a bit of a device for showing the, us different parts of the Mongol lifestyle. But what we need to be getting to know is it's a big ensemble cast. Like And I actually like... There's a whole genre of, of epic uh, Chinese period drama movies like uh, House of Flying Daggers, Curse of the Golden Flower and, of course, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I love those. And they always combine uh, intricate politics, family drama and epic battles. Love that stuff. But right. you need to, to get the characters clear about who they are very early on. And I think that's what... This show doesn't do. Um, uh, I think it's Benny Long who plays Kublai Khan he's amazing. He's great, but the other it, it sort of dissipates out from him. And as you said, it's a, it's a bit confusing. And like, I watch Game of Thrones. I, you know, so do you. You we know what confusing is with like all the bearded men in that. But You get through that because the story is strong enough even when you sort of can't remember who everyone is. In this, the story's not strong enough. It's slow and a bit meandering and uh, you go off... You have one story develop for a while and then it sort of meanders into another story. And, um, yeah, everything's just a little bit not hitting the mark and I think it's more a collective... Uh, effect of all of these things not hitting the mark that um, yeah. that adds up to it, and it certainly gets better. Look, certainly by episode, you know, four or so, I was interested to keep watching. Uh, I'll probably finish season one, I would say, but it's not going to be, um, you know, it's not a show where I'm thinking I can't can't wait to you know find out what happens next.
1: Um, no, in fact, I stopped watching. Oh, just. Not because not I'm like, oh, I'm done with this show, but we have other shows to review. And I don't even remember what was happening or anything at this point. Yeah. Like, it's-, it's not like I'm like, oh, will Marco Polo... I-, I don't even know what was going on. remember a lot of naked people, women that were being chosen... As concubines, but other than that, I don't really remember what else was happening.
0: And some of the, uh, you know, and that's an interesting story because there's this um, Chinese woman who gets herself captured by the Mongols with her, the aim of becoming Kublai Khan's concubine so she can basically be a spy and get intelligence to help the Chinese. And it all sort of, that's not, you almost forget about, like that should be a really dramatic you know, role, um, you know, like a dramatic uh, thread in the story. But it's sort of, you forget about, oh, that's why she's there. (laughs) It's like, um, uh, the other thing that I did have a problem with is the accents. Now, it is a multinational cast. Marco Polo is played by a young Italian actor. But one of the problems is, most of the main actors use their country of origin accent. So we have Benedict Wong playing Kubla Khan, who's English. Jo- the wonderful Joan Chen, who I've loved ever since uh, Twin Peaks, uh, who's American, playing his wife, <coughs> using an American accent. And then uh, Remy Hai, who plays his son, is Australian. And so <laughs> you've got mm-hmm. this mishmash of Western accents... In one family, like I don't care, have everyone who's Mongol speak with a English accent or an American accent. That's I, I can live with that. But don't have three people in the same family speaking with different accents. It was, right. it was, it really threw me out of it because um, it it just didn't make sense. And there, you know, certainly Benedict Wong and Joan Chen are good enough that they could do each other's accent or whatever. And it just it really undermined, for me, the, the sort of character development and that, because it's it just seemed lazy. Like, why wouldn't you have at least made everyone sound the same? Um,
1: Put some effort into it, yeah. And that's sort of what I came across a, a lot of times, right? I just really felt, out of it, I felt like what I was watching was just actors acting. Yes. And they weren't acting poorly, by any means. But... That's all I was really seeing was just actors acting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's... Look, there's some really good story in there and I hope maybe it can develop. Um, But I did... Yeah, I read a review somewhere that was like, you know, probably the main problem in Marco Polo is Marco Polo. Um, Because other than being there to observe the things that are happening, the various, uh, you know... uh, Playing outs of, of uh, political intrigue and backstabbing and everything, he he doesn't do much. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's, you know, and he gets to report back to Kublai Khan what he's seen, and um, he, he's a you know a bit a bit flat. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe, and, and and you start to have no reason why he would stay there either. Then well, just ride off.
1: Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Or, or
0: why doesn't he have some plan to uh, you know get something for, like you know what's what's his what's his purpose what's his reason in the narrative and what's the character's reason in his life other than sort of not getting killed I suppose um, so yeah it's a it's it's frustrating because it could be amazing. Like you sort of get that smell of a, a series that could have been, you know, it could have been a like Vikings. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's interesting to compare it to Vikings, which it's not. The style is similar in that it's a period drama set in a a, a culture we're not familiar with. But Vikings, yes. from the the word go, the characters are so strong. Um, you 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 know. You know what the what's at stake. You feel what's at stake. Whereas here, it yes, you somehow they again their their focus is just off. So you don't quite feel the urgency. You don't quite feel the personal stake people have in things um, and, and care about them enough. Uh, yes. And the spectacle of it is not enough to carry it. Um, it's uh, it, it's it's pretty to look at, but. That on its own just isn't enough.
1: Right. Agreed. So should people watch it, Jules?
0: Look, because it's on Netflix, I reckon... Look, it's a good, you know, wintry afternoons. Oh, God, I don't know what I want to watch. If you can get through the first couple of episodes, it will, you know it will sort of keep you entertained. Maybe you're going to watch it while you're doing some cross-stitch or reading a book or something, but right. it'll sort of, uh, it won't matter whether you pay all your attention to it or half your attention to it. You'll get about the same out of it, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I i think that's right. I i don't feel like I really missed anything with it. Like, it, Even though I wasn't paying super close attention, I didn't feel like, oh, I should have been watching closer because now no, it was just sort of a, okay good that episode's done let's move on to the next one
0: yes i and look i you know I take my job seriously i i've, I've uh, ha- I usually have the Wikipedia open uh, a lot of the characters in this obviously are based on historical characters and when you start reading the real history you're like, oh my gosh you know, that that character or that person or this this conflict was um, was amazing uh in in fact the um you know the the woman assassin who's you know she was a real character. The the, the blind uh, um, dude Dude who <laughs> is <laughs> the martial arts expert was a real character. Um, although I don't think no, I don't think he was blind in real life. But you know, so there's there's some really good stories in there. But you know, I'd get caught up reading the wiki pages on them and and then go oh, oh well how, how did that end up as that really dull person <laughs> um but some great acting look i, I think probably benedict wong as um, as kubla khan holds the show together um i'd love to see more of joan chen um and, and you know some of the other actors are, are really really good but it just um yeah give it a go but don't get your hopes up <laughs>
1: If you don't like it, don't blame (laughs) us. Uh,
0: Has been renewed for a second season.
1: Interesting. Um, I mean, (laughs) I wonder if their budget gets slashed.
0: Uh, Yes, maybe they needed to have it run over two financial years to cut the tax losses. Who
1: knows? (laughs) Who knows? But if you like seeing naked Asian women, it's definitely the show (laughs) for you. Because there's lots of them.
0: And there's some some of the martial arts stuff as as, as often is uh, is really impressive. But I would say if if there are elements of this you like, there is a whole genre of Chinese-made epic dramas that will blow your mind, and you should go and watch those instead. With uh, less boobs. Oh no, 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 no. Oh. With with what? just yeah, yeah, and and oh. great, you know, Game of Thrones levels incest and intrigue and. Oh. Curse of the Golden Chrysanthemums, one of my favourites. So oh, you know, okay. well, there you <clears throat> there's some really, really good stuff out there, um, and this owes a uh, debt to them, but uh, doesn't doesn't pony up, I'm afraid.
1: Let's move on to our next show that we watched, which is an Amazon exclusive, uh, Amazon Prime exclusive show that they uh, bought, and that is a television show or internet show, mm-hmm. a show. Called transparent.
0: Dad?
1: So I have something to tell you. Oh my God. I have to tell him. No. Yes.
0: Allie's crazy. Tell me what? Dad is a woman. Mom though? Know that You think I'm a dummy? It's his thing. It's his little private kink. Everyone has one. Right, Rabbi? Uh, well, I guess everyone has, you know, one or
1: two. I have three kids. I can't live without my kids. Sarah's my oldest. I was thinking about inviting Tammy and Grace over for a play date. Does Len the think you've worked your entire college years of housing it up together? I like lesbians. There's Joshie. Okay, back, 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 back. She's my very successful son. Always a different girlfriend. Where are you going? Let's just hang out. We really don't want
0: to be alone, do you? Then there's Allie.
1: Did you get a job yet? workingout.com. That's our
0: thing. That's what I thought. She just doesn't seem to be able to land. People live secret lives
1: and people have very lonely lives. Life is complicated. It
0: finally makes sense to me. You look like you're underwater on Hotashi.
1: We're both underwater.
0: Yeah?
1: <laughs> this whole house is under
0: the ocean. This is a really big journey that we're on. And you've just started on it. Well you still make sense to me. You're you just help me out here. Are
1: you are you saying that you're gonna start dressing up like a lady all the time? <laughs> no. I mean, all my life. My whole life I've been dressing up like a man. Now, Jules, you turned me on to this show because you said it was amazing, and I didn't really want to watch it. uh, Not because I have any prejudice. Well, I guess I do have prejudice, but just because it didn't really seem like what I wanted to watch. And it's a show about um, trans. A person who becomes trans or comes out as trans and lives a trans life. Um, Transsexual or transgender, if you prefer. And I didn't really want to watch it, and it's found out it stars jeffrey tambor who people know from arrested development he plays the dad in arrested development so the idea of him playing a trans woman i thought you know that sounds cheesy like that sounds like it would be a real you know lifetime lifetime
0: movie sort of a
1: a real tootsie kind of oh he looks Mm. ridiculous and uh he's you know so, um, you said you watched it and loved it and said that I should watch it. How do you think I, le- I felt about it?
0: I think you were probably surprised that it was nothing like what you were expecting, and I suspect you quite enjoyed it.
1: You're absolutely right. I fucking loved it, actually, <laughs> and I became addicted to it. And I watched, I watched five episodes back-to-back and then fell asleep and had weird trans dreams all night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was so good, and Jeffrey Tambor is so amazing in this. He is so good, and he won a Golden Globe for Best Acting, and I can see why. He is, this has got to be the performance of his career, yep. right? Yep. Um, and the kids are fantastic. I mean, they play these complete assholes. So the basic premise of it is Jeffrey Tambor plays a uh, a man who comes out as a trans woman and.
0: He's 70. It's too. finally... So he's, sorry? He's 17. He's the character is 70. 70, years 70 old? Yeah, really? so, yeah.
1: He, he decides he's going to go public. Uh, he's retired a, a professor at this point. decides he's going to come out and be public about his uh, living life as a woman. Uh, his kids are spoiled brat assholes that are completely self-absorbed and uh, spoiled. And it's sort of about him, you know, trying to get them relating to him. But everyone has some sexuality quirks. I don't know. Well, I don't know what to say. But, you know, the, the sister is married to a man but is gay for uh, this woman and they get together. And the other sister is very gender. <laughs> she <neutral>? just likes. <laughs> I think
0: I'd just say she likes sex.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she's not... I, I, I mean, she's very gender...
0: She's pan... Maybe know. pansexual.
1: Is that what pan is? I oh, don't I don't...
0: Uh, let's just say she, she... she, The gender of her partners is sort of not what determines whether she wants to fuck them or not. How's that?
1: It's just all in her head, anyways. <laughs> as we find out. Um, and then the brother, of course, or the son is a, a complete sexual obsession person um but still not happy um very broad characters very interesting dynamic this family you feel is a real family i mean is there any doubt in your mind uh they do nice flashbacks to when they're younger in 1994 which this is history now by the way 94 I thought that was not free. <laughs> way to make me feel old N- no kidding um And, uh, you you know, you see these people as younger kids with young actors playing them, doing amazing work. Great Uh, casting, too. Just, I love it. I love it when they they nail it with casting like that. Um, Wow, what a fantastic show. What a, you know, an eye-opening experience. I I mean, especially for someone who comes from a place I don't really know a lot of trans people or, or haven't really been involved with anyone who's deciding to take you know, come out and, and show that, that, uh, their other side. So it's, it's really interesting and, and it's, it's sad and it's, you know, heartwarming and it's hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> and it's, it, it makes you angry and it's, it's dark just, it and just yeah. really, really well done. And I, I'm quite sure almost every single director, if not all of them were women.
0: Uh, possibly. Yep. Yeah. Um, I
1: was checking out directors and okay. I'm, I'm quite sure that most of them were, uh, were in fact women, uh, a woman showrunner, writer, director.
0: So, Jill Soloway, who uh, Jill Soloway, is show... now she's
1: now she's from The Affair, right?
0: No, no. I don't oh, think I thought so. that was not
1: that the name of the characters in The Affair, the Soloways?
0: Oh yes, haha. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, but she most people well won't know her, but her most prominent work was on Six Feet Under, the Alan Ball series, um, and I think you can which obviously was around a family as well and there are there are echoes of that. I mean this is very much about a family that um and it's it's in LA. I think it's a, a, a you know you know how I love shows that are actually set in LA. Um you know there are modern sec- oh, their house sec- is so amazing. Really. Oh yeah. A secular Jewish family. Uh and my, my Jewish friends tells me it captures a lot of that very well. Um oh. Yes, it's um, it's about all of them. And I suppose you know the the big theme is how you never you know the the obvious thing is that um, you know Morty is coming out as Mora, but it really is about how we all keep trying to search for our identity it's not something you do once when you're young and find out who you are, that you, it continues to evolve and all the kids are doing that as well, whether it's about their sexuality or relationships or careers, uh, about who they are on the inside, who they are within the family. Of course, you know, there's some wonderful stuff, how each of them both sees themselves as, you know, the hard done by kid and the golden child at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how, how, you know, more love's, uh, children and at the same time just thinks they're all a waste of space you know there's all that <laughs> conflicting stuff that does go on in families i mean just because you can recognize that yes one of your siblings is a total asshole doesn't mean you don't love them uh, likewise right. um sometimes you don't <laughs> you hate them um it's it's darkly funny um which is not... Um, su- amazing performance
1: by Judith Light. Oh. People playing their mother who's this tiny little white-haired Jewish lady who's hilarious oh. and steals every scene she's in. Judith Light. I showed my wife and she was like, no, that's not yeah. uh, that's not the same person. I'm like, it
0: is. So she 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 and uh, and Mora have separated many years ago. She still has a relationship uh, both with her and with the children as well. And she has this sort of dying husband um and 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 she play like her characters wonderful too again both sympathetic but then there's times when you're like oh my god what a bitch you know it's um yeah. it's those twists that um and rather than alienating you from each character i think they actually make you connect more with them because they're also very real we all know people like characters in this in this show, you know, and it might be, um, you know, a lot of people have a parent who later in life decides to do stuff for themselves rather than, you know, uh, you know, as the kids are sitting around waiting to count the inheritance, the parent goes on the 15 world cruises or takes off in an RV around the country or or whatever, or takes a, uh, you know, uh, gets divorced or takes a younger lover or whatever it is that, Often happens in families, and in this case, it's um, you know more deciding to finally live her her gender identity. Something that, interestingly, you know from her point of view, it's something she's repressed and held back all her life. But through mm-hmm. the flashbacks, we get to see it did have an influence on the family and things that happened and, and played out in the family. So then there's, you know, the children at times will see what happened as as, as their parent being selfish uh, and not thinking of them. And, and again, it's that stuff about everyone has their own truth about what goes on in families. And they're often, you know, conflicting accounts of the same event, which I think is... Um, Uh, just because you mentioned the affair before, again, it's that thing that we all have our own perspective on everything that happens. Um, It's got, yeah, it's got great warmth for the characters at the same time as not being at all sentimental.
1: No, or, or, yeah, or shedding good light on them or anything like that. It's, uh, uh, they all come across as pretty big assholes.
0: (laughs) And, And certainly my, going in, I mean, I was interested to, To watch it, but I was feeling it was going to perhaps be probably different than you, but I was feeling it was probably going to be some sort of very sentimentalized, warm, fuzzy, uh, you know, trans coming out story that would be sort of romanticized and, you know, uh, um, it's so much more complex and and real. I mean, for example, as Maura comes out, and sort of discovers the the queer and trans community, it doesn't instantly make her happy with herself or or no. feel comfortable. You know, she's seventy. She's you know she she's not had contact with this community. Um, there's also some wonderful stuff which shows how much Jill Soloway knows about the the community of in the past when when um, Morty, as he was then, was um, going to cross dressing groups and things. Right. And the yes. internal oh, politics. Yeah. Oh, and I
1: loved all of that. by the, the inter- inter- all that. So internal good.
0: politics between right. straight guys who are cross dress <laughs> and right. people who are trans. And that's something right. that you don't know unless you know these people. Um, that's right. a big, you know, particularly in the 80s, 70s, 80s, or whatever, big issue. Yes. Um, yeah. That's so funny. And again, just there's that um, there's a texture to it that really feels authentic too. And and you know, take it from me, it is authentic. Um, <laughs> so many great minor characters. There's um, the 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 trans guy that um, that Ally, the the sort of self obsessed daughter, hooks up with, um, who's uh-huh. yeah. Unintentionally hilarious. There's the lumberjack. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, oh
1: god, that's just played out so well.
0: Uh, so there's no. Um, uh, it's like it's not trying to handle things with kid gloves. Um, it's uh, realistic, I think, in how it deals with. With these, you know, with issues, but without sort of going, oh, well, that's a trans character, we can't, everyone, they all have to be, you know, wonderful people or something like that. It is very much, as I said, unromantic and unsentimental and um, that makes it, I think, more powerful too because uh, they do feel like, you know, more like real people than um, some sort of role model
1: yeah I, I, absolutely there's there, nobody want to model your life around i don't think even um you know jeffrey tambor's character um you know still so damaged you know even after becoming more, uh or coming out as mora uh, you know still you know a real dick <laughs> and and an asshole in regards to the real feelings around people you know like he's feeding his kids Money under the table and pitting them against. Don't tell, don't tell yes. your sisters that I gave you money. Don't tell your brother. You know this kind of stuff and and really playing favorites and stacking the deck in his favor or her favor. You know it's 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 interesting. It's interesting to see um, a couple people whom you might know if you, if you haven't seen this. Uh, Josh, the guy who plays Josh, is uh, Jay Dupless. Now he is the brother to Mark Dupless, who is in the league. And both he and Jay have a new TV show out called Togetherness, which they wrote, um, which I think we're going to review coming up here shortly. It's an HBO show called Togetherness.
0: I haven't caught that one yet, but I'm sure I watched I the first
1: episode. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, also, Rob Hubel is in this. He plays Len, um, the husband to uh, Sarah. To Sarah. Uh, he's from the League as well. He's been on the League for quite a while. The wonderful Carrie yeah, Brownstein, Brownstein. <laughs> from uh, Ke- uh, uh, well, Portlandia,
0: Portlandia, and Slater Keeney, who have got a new album out, um, who's wonderful as uh, one of Ellie's best friends, wonderful in a horrible sort of way. <laughs> well, yes,
1: again, another somebody who is pansexual. I think. I mean that she. But she just reminds me of the '90s so much in yes. this role, like like she just walked off of you know whatever singles or whatever those movies oh, were in yeah, the '90s yeah. that were so tragically hip. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, she's yeah she she's wonderful in it. Look, it really is one of those shows I've been selling hard because I think a lot of people, you know, just see oh some sort of you know show about an older person coming out as trans and. May or may not be interested in that as topic, but what I want, thats an—that's the key and centre of it. But it also has so much that you're going to enjoy, and it's not, as you said, it's not either a uh, you know a Tootsie style uh, cringe comedy, and it's not a Lifetime movie sentimental bit of mush either. It's it is it stands alone as uh, this this wonderfully dark. Amazingly observant about human nature and human uh, foibles and families, um, and I—it's been going ahead for a second season, which I—I I can't can't wait for.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I the way they left it is great as well. I like that.
0: Yes, this bit of a cliffhanger, sort um, of. Yeah, what a
1: fucked up family, though.
0: <laughs> it will make you feel better about your family, listeners out there. <laughs> well, most of you. Uh,
1: I, I should hope so anyways. <laughs> if not, you got some serious problems. But yeah, um, no,
0: it really is. Uh, so look, keep an eye out for where you can you can get to watch it. Um, you can always with Amazon, they often have uh, month free trials. So given it's, they're only half hour episodes. So seriously, you can knock this over in an afternoon. So sign up for your free trial warning, with Amazon. Warning, you may have
1: strange dreams that
0: night. You may. Um, who knows what you're you, you may discover about yourself. Um, but, yeah, and interestingly, I mean, it is actually based on Jill Soloway's own experience of her parent coming out as trans. Oh, so, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, oh, that's interesting. yes, oh, yes. Cool. So that's... Um, and I think she tells a funny story of, of at some point saying to her, her parent, um, you know this is going to end up in a TV show at some point. Right, yeah. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, so... That's, that's where the genesis of, of it um, came from. She
1: directed most of the episodes. Um, a few of the episodes were directed by Nisha Ganatra, who's actually... Uh, she's from Vancouver. She's a, a director from Vancouver. Ooh. She did a show called Chutney Popcorn and Cosmopolitan. Um, so that's interesting.
0: Fan- Fantastic. Good to see Vancouver represented. Um, and, and look, it's really been Amazon's first big... Hit. They've been running for the last few years this sort of pilot season where they'll pick up pilots for sort of half a dozen shows. Um, th- hasn't really come to much. There was a couple that were picked up two years ago. One was after by Chris Carter of The X-Files. That's now been dropped. They're not doing a series. There was another one which um, I've seen and I do believe they've shot more episodes, which was Bosch. Um, starring Titus Welliver and based on the books, uh, very famous crime books by Michael Connolly, which is set in LA. Um, are they good? The books are great. I've read. I've read all of them. Um, I love LA, um, and uh, the pilot was was really really good. But I don't know what's happened to it because the pilot was shot eighteen months ago. I remember hearing uh, when I was in LA earlier last year that they are about to start shooting the series, but I don't know where that's happened. So whether that's happened, so uh, Transparent really is their first um, win on the map with their original content, um, and if um, you know if they can produce more like this. Then, um, then they're on to a winner so go and watch transparent.
1: Yeah it's a show that you' you you don't know that you love it yet <laughs> uh, oh I wanted to ask you what did you think of uh, Amy Landecker's character uh, with her relationship with um, with the uh, the interior decorator um, situation?
0: Um, I'm not sure what you want me to say. What did I think? I of just it? thought they
1: were hilarious. I thought oh, they, yeah. that was one of the funniest things in the show was watching these two obviously fuck up. <laughs> I mean, this cannot end well, right? No, no. Um, no
0: No, no, no. It's it, it uh, and that's um you know, that was that was another joy of it too. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's got disaster written all over it.
1: Um Malora Melora Harden, do you know her? No. I, I don't no. remember. I, I think I've seen her in a few different things, but she, man, she's hilarious. What a great character she plays. What a total dick. Oh yes. like a total douchebag. And look,
0: that's again, I, I uh, don't, I don't know what ha- Jill. I, all I can say is either Jill or anyone who helped her write this. Um, yes, has a lot of insight into the queer community because, <laughs> not, not to claim stereotypes, but oh my god, we've all had that girlfriend. I'm telling you. Okay, um, good. It, it was just. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, she does... And the way she manages to just take over is um, scary.
1: Yes, very scary, and I love it. I, I love... You know, she could take a character, a, a gay character, and still make them... You know, They don't have to be... Everyone has to like them, sort of thing. God right? no, like no. They don't have to be portrayed as as great and fantastic. They can be still be portrayed as an asshole.
0: Oh, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, like, that's for me a lot of these characters felt very familiar like as in they're in my life and i think some of the you know the broader things as you said at the beginning around people's gender and sexuality uh, identity also rings truer to life i mean life isn't you reach some age and you sort of push a button to say you know what your gender or sexual identity is it often you know for many people i know it changes and grows and is you know back and forward over life and uh, it, you know is impossible to label because you know it, it it's more complex than that and, and she does that so effortlessly there's no sense of her there's no sense of soapbox about this um she's not trying to um you know she's not running a it's get better type series here right she's right. running it gets even more fucking complicated. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's what I like about it. It doesn't yes. it doesn't get better. It can get more interesting and sometimes it gets harder and sometimes it's gets really surprising. <laughs> and sometimes yeah, the hardest thing in your life isn't your gender and sexuality, it's your fucking family. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah especially when they're screwed up like these people.
0: <laughs> but look, watch it for all those reasons. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Judith Light though because she really she still does still every scene that she's in and and you love her as a character too. Cause... And you can't
1: help but watch, where the hell has she been? How come she has not been on our oh,
0: television every single Exactly. Because she's so so funny and so good. Yeah. So well done. She owns yeah. that, owns that role. So roll on season 2 and if you have any interest in acting uh you have to watch jeffrey tambor i mean that man
1: oh. oh god like he he becomes that character i mean it's so nuanced and subtle and just delicious just every little look or hair flipper awkwardness he has is just so fucking delicious yeah. it's a really mm-hmm. an amazing performance
0: it it is and i you know it, it it's a testament to him to um, you know, because he's not a young man and he's come from playing a very different role on Arrested Development and, you know, I think it says something to you know, be able to find the nuances in a character like this, which as you said could have been, you know, in the hands of someone lesser could have been terribly, played terribly wrong it, Sure, it could have
1: been Tootsie or yeah, something like this, yeah. right? Um, and that's, that's certainly not what you're seeing here and it's not depressing and sad or, or anything like that either, it's just the It's worth watching. Anyways, overselling.
0: (laughs) Overselling, but yeah, please catch it. I'm sure Amazon will do another free weekend of it too because, um, uh, you know, look, that's the great thing about, you know, having it on a streaming site. Uh, You can catch it at any time.
1: At any single time. Jules, I think that brings us to the end of the TV Chinwag episode. Our first real one in 2015, I think it went pretty well. Uh-uh. I really feel like we uh, we knocked it out of the park. Oh, I feel like, no, um, no, no. We no. slid into home. No. Uh,
0: Sorry, base- baseball metaphors actually aren't going to crack it here. Um, hit what, it for a we six. We got to third base. No. Hit it for a six.
1: That's not a thing.
0: That's a cricket thing. Um, I don't think we were actually that good. Uh, I think the jokes could have been a bit better, um, uh-huh. but otherwise we were pretty on point.
1: Well, thanks for thanks for those notes. <laughs> um, I think that you could try harder next time.
0: Um, so could you, Ryan, and, and, and I think you could dress a bit smarter for these podcasts too, please. Um,
1: pyjamas and my gutter's hanging out. I don't see what's wrong with that.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm just off to find the brain bleach. We'll be back uh, next week reviewing an unlikely couple of shows to talk about together, Black Mirror and The Librarians. So you've got a week to um, dive into those if you'd like or wait until you hear us tell you you should watch them. Thanks for listening to TV Chinwag. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. Send mail to fans at tvchinwag.com or follow on Twitter at TV Chinwag. Music for this podcast provided by YouTube Music. For Ryan Jules and myself, thanks for listening to TV Chinwag.